and confident expectation of eternal salvation and the promises of God. Love, true affection for God. Not just affection, but love for God. And man, growing out of God's love for and in us if you are in Christ Jesus. These three will remain, but the greatest of these is love. Hallelujah. The thought I have for us today is the foundation and source of life. The foundation and source of life. Father, even now, Lord, move Tracy out the way and let there be a manifestation of your Shekinah glory. Allow me to simply be an instrument. Lord, flow through me. Lord, work through me. Increase the anointing and the power even now. Lord, speak so that we can hear it. Speak until we get it. Or speak until we see it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I got a question for you. What are you building your life on? Just because you are a Christian, just because you're in church and may go to church every Sunday, don't mean that you're building your life on the right foundation. It really doesn't mean that. I, I, I am constantly amazed at, 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 listen, I believe even saved folks, but they're not living by biblical principles. <laughs> Many of us, we have a mixture. We, we think that we can, we, can, we can do what we want to do when we want to obey God's word, but then we have options. Really? I, 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 I said, Lord, help, help me with this. And, and, and I went to Matthew chapter 7, and I really started at 24 where Jesus says, therefore, whoever hear these saying of mine, and watch this, and not just hear, but does them apply my principle, apply my principles in your life. It would be likened to a wise man who built his house on a rock. He said, he said, he said, you know what he said? He said, my word is sure. My way is sure. Listen, this goes beyond just believing that Jesus died and rose for me. It means how you live and practice your everyday life. It's how you set up your beliefs. What controls you? What? what why? What, 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 what makes you not do what you want to do sometimes? What have you placed your faith in that even if it don't feel good, you're going to stand 
or what the word tells you because you believe that in the outcome, God's going to see you through. Uh, how can I say this? We, we, we don't understand that walking with Jesus is a commitment. I mean, I mean getting deep with Jesus is a commitment. Can, can I say this? It costs you something when you get real with God. No, no, he says, therefore, so I went up to the next section, verse 21, to see what therefore is coming from. And as I went up there, he is talking about the white throne judgment. And as you are a Christian, you won't be at the white throne judgment. Because the white throne judgment is for those who don't know Christ. Now, the judgment seat we're going to be at is the judgment of Christ, which is judging our works, not our lives. Can, can, let me, let me, can, I'm going to step into this a little bit. Your life is not going to be judged. The motives of your works will. Your life is already judged or whether you're in Christ or out of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, but hold on. Think with me now. Some folks in this verse, apparently church folks. Notice I didn't say saints. Notice I didn't say Christians. Church folks. In verse 21, it says in that verse, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom. Hold on. You know what it's saying? They got the right speech. They're saying the right words. They're shouting at the right time. You would think. <laughs> They're good Christians. But hold on a second. She'll not enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he does the will, notice what I said, who obeys me? Who takes my words seriously? Not perfection, but it says, Lord, I love you. Our life ought to be evidence that we love him because love constrains you. Real love make you act funny. <laughs> Real love make you do what you said you wouldn't do. <laughs> Real love make you go out your way. Real love makes you make a sacrifice. See, see, when you really love the Lord, you put down some things. When you really love the Lord, you won't say something. When you really love the Lord, you go out your way to love other folks. When you really love the Lord, There's a commitment to him that make you treat others right. There's a commitment to him that make you put up with other people's mess. There's a commitment to him that you don't say and do anything you just want to do. It's the commitment to him. It's a relationship. It's not religion. 
when God is showing himself to you, it makes self shut up and sit down. There's a difference than trying to try to do it in the flesh and the Holy Spirit flowing through your life. There's a difference. And it's critical that we know that our foundation is based on our faith, our acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ, having an expectation from him that even when people don't treat you right, you're going to stay right with the Lord. It means that, 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 you, that you have love flowing through you. And even when it's hard to forgive folks because you don't want bitterness, because you don't want what, what animosity building up in you, you know that God's been too good to you for you to allow somebody to cause a blockage in your spiritual heart. We have contributed to making our relationship with Jesus human, not supernatural. You can't be a Christian in your own power. You can't live this in your own effort. It's when you come to the end of yourself and say, Lord, I surrender because I recognize how much I need you. Next verse. Let's go ahead here. And many, this shocks me. He said, and many in that day at the great white throne would say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons? Listen, they're using the name of Jesus. Sound like Christians, don't they? Did we do many miracles? Wonders in your name? Lord, we was using your name. Lord, we was all up in the church house. We was doing everything in your name. Listen. Anybody can use the name. The question is, is, is he in your heart? That's the foundation. It is the person of Christ. And the reason why we take heed to his word is because we take heed to him. You know what I realize? The more I fall in love with Jesus, the more I want to live to please him. Now, somebody didn't hear that. There's a direct correlation to how much you love him to how you order your steps. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't walk right because of you. I try to walk right because of him. 
Oh, y'all don't get me because, because you're not with me 24-7. But the Lord is surrounding me night and day. Hallelujah. So, so therefore, he always got me in his eyesight. And I don't do it because I fear him, though I do fear him. But I have fallen in love with Jesus. Is there anybody that loves my Jesus? Is there anybody knows how good he is? Is there anybody who recognizes he's good all the time? I hate to say this, but I got to say this. You don't fall in love with Jesus on the mountaintop. <laughs> you, <laughs> you fall in love with Jesus, those who's watching, you fall in love with him in the valley low. Many times we think that trouble is, 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 is against us and it's from the devil. But sometimes God uses trouble to break us of us. Can, can, can I speak to some strong-willed Christians? Because sometimes you can be too strong for your own good. Too strong and full of self. Gonna do it your own way. Can't nothing break you. Can't nothing change you. Can't. That's why you can't flow in the spirit. That's why you don't have peace. That's why you don't know the joy of the Lord. God, God won't come when you don't invite him. You know what? How can I say this? God does not want to date us. He wants to be all in. And us to be all in in relationship with us. He said, I come to abide in you. I come to dwell in you. I, I didn't come so that, so, that, so, that, so, that, so, that, so that you can pick me up every once in a while. I'm not, I'm not taking you out on a date. I came to take over. <laughs> he came to take over. He came to take over. The old you has to die so the new you can rise up. And he begins to take over. Jesus says to them, I never, not, not that you didn't do it, anything. Not, not, not. He said, I never knew you. So your works came from a wrong source. It didn't come through my spirit. It came out of the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eye. He said, because if it comes from me, it flows from faith. It flows from a hope, an expectation in God. And it flows from love. How can I say this? You can do good things with a wrong attitude. 
And what's that? And God will even use it to bless other people, but you won't be blessed. I won't be blessed. I gotta be careful that when I preach, that I don't come up here with a wrong attitude. <laughs> you, you, we have to empty ourselves so that, so that, so that when I preach, regardless of what I said, that love is flowing out of it, so that, so that God can be pleased with my worship of preaching. First Samuel sixteen. Seven and six. And it was that when they came, and this is Samuel looking for a new king, because king, king Saul got a wrong heart. And God wants to remove from him the anointing. And when God moves from him in the Old Testament, the, the anointing came on you. You did not get a born-again experience, so the anointing could leave you. Here in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. And if you have the Holy Spirit, he does not leave you. Now you can block his flow. But you can't undo what the Holy Spirit has done. But in the Old Testament, the anointing would come on folks to use them. So, so it came off of, of a King Saul, and, and God said, I'm going to seek someone that is after my heart. And what it means is David was chasing the heart of God. No more than 15 or 16 years old. So, so he said, go to Jesse Health Samuel, because I want you to anoint someone I've already picked out. And, and you know, and, and, and he got a lot of brothers. I think he got seven brothers. And here it says that, that one of his brothers passed before him. He said, he looked good. He looked like a king. He was, he was, he was, a, he was a soldier, had muscles popping out his neck. He looked the part. Everybody would have said, that's the king. But God said, no. He said, you all look on the outside. He said, but I look on the inside. Y'all look on how impressive they look. He said, but I don't look on the outside. I look at what's in the heart of man. And I look at the heart is right. Wait a minute. Did you know God's looking at your heart? We can hide it from everybody else. But you can't hide it from God. This this, 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 this Mark 4, 23 and 25. That's what he says. Because I'm getting really concerned. Being concerned. Especially for our younger generation, because as I talk to, 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 to our younger generation, guys off the streets and stuff like this, everyone thinks that their opinion is truth. It's amazing. Everyone thinks whatever they think is right. There is no wrong. There is no moral standard. And then, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then it gets worse because they're not willing to listen to 
when you got evidence to back up what you say. Hold on. If everybody is right and nobody's wrong, then what do you base the truth on? And that attitude is leaking into the church. Listen, not just young folks. That's some who think our opinion is as valid as the word of God. My question is then what foundation are we standing on? What is the source of our truth when we let go of the word of God? What are we placing our faith in? What are we placing our hope in? How is the love of God being dispersed in us when we don't know what we stand on? Notice, and it don't have to go, stay right there. Notice what Jesus says. He says, when the storm comes, when the rain, it's not epic come. Listen, trouble going to find your address. Sometimes, can I, can I say this? Trouble helps us shore up our faith. <laughs> It takes away our crutches. Sometimes being all by yourself. I know I'm talking to somebody. When God takes away your crutches and all you got is him. And you find out that, that Jesus will sit closer than a brother. Closer than a sister. You'll find out that when your mama and daddy forsake you, that the Lord will pick you up. You'll find out that he sticks closer than anything that can stick to you. You'll find out he is surely a lily in the valley. He's surely the rose of Sheraton. He's surely the bright and morning star in the darkest of night. For some of us, our faith needs a good dose of trouble. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That's what he says in Mark 4, 23, 25. He, said, he says, turn, turn there for me. He said, if anyone have ears to hear, hold on, I got ears. But do I have the attitude to listen? I, I, I realized a long time ago that most people will not hear what I have to say. The reason is 
Because once you hear it, you're accountable to it. If I'm speaking the word of God, and then I am, then you are accountable to it. I'm accountable. When God shows to me, I'm accountable. I'm accountable in two ways. To take heave to it, and I'm accountable to speak it. He said, he said, take heave. This, this heave, and, and if he, they say it in the King James, but what it says, he said, he said, if you give the importance, if you will listen to it, he says, whatever you measure to the truth of God's word, that's what you're going to get back. Okay, let me explain. God gives favor on his children that tries to be obedient. We're not talking about being 100%. We're talking about that you have surrendered your will to the will of God, and though you miss it sometimes, you get back up under his will. What God will do for you will give you favor. There is a presence. Jacob used to be where he, he started off. Jacob turned to be Israel, and he had power with God and men. That's favor. God would say, I hear you, Israel. I listen to you, Israel, and I'm going to put such of my presence on you that when you walk in the room, people would see something on you and they don't even know what it is. There's just an anointing. How can I say that? You don't have to fake the anointing. You don't have to. Matter of fact, if you really highly knowing it, highly favored, you don't even know it. But other people see it. For the ladies, other people will try to get, find out what makeup you wear. And it's not your makeup, it's the anointing. It's just a presence that God has given you favor. Why? Because you honor him and his word. There's such a thing of reciprocity, which means that you get back the degree that you pour in. Watch this. To the degree you live your life to honor and please the Lord with everything, the way you live, your ties, your, your time, the way you act, that you begin to say, whatever I do, I want to do it to please you. God will bless you back. Watch this. Now, I know y'all talked about blessing, but blessing is not arbitrary. The blessing of God comes when you bless him. Now, now hold on now. Stop right there. The, the problem with us is we're trying for a week 
and nothing happened, so we go back doing what we used to do. You know what? <laughs> How can I say that? God, God says, I'm going to make you wait until you see if you mean it. I know whether you mean it or not. But if you can't wait until I come see about you, then you didn't really mean it anyhow. Because when you trust me, you trust me all the way. I want you to know that he gave it all. That he gave everything he had to get you and I. So what he says, he says, he says, if you really want to be my disciple, he says, then you got to commit yourself, which means deny yourself. That means not your will, not your way, not what you think, but I have laid out a plan. I have set before you blessing and curses, but this day you choose which one you're going to walk in. I need you to love me with all of your heart, which means if I don't come until 10 years from now, I want to find you faithful. So that when I come, I say, you're going you're gonna to trust me like that? Well, I'm going to bless you like that. Hallelujah. God is waiting on us to rise up and be the children of God. To say, Lord, it may look like I'm losing. They may think I'm losing. But there is no losing when you trust God. You got to make up your mind. I'm going to do it God's way. And I'm going to trust him with the outcome. Sometimes you got to put binders on. You can't look to the right. You can't look to the left. Joshua, I'm going to bless you. But what I need you to do is keep my word in your mouth. Keep saying it to yourself. Keep saying it in your spirit. And you're walking around. Talk about my word to yourself. Speak my word to yourself. When, you, when they make you mad, speak my word. When you want to do something else, speak my word. Joshua, don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but keep speaking, keep talking, keep walking my word. His word will keep you. Someone said, if you meditate on it day and night, you will be like a tree planted by the river. And in your season, I don't know when your season's going to come, but you need to tell somebody, I got a season. My season is coming. I've been trusting him. I'm standing on his promises. And I know, I know, I know. He's going to bless me sooner or later. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I know I'm talking to somebody. 
lastly, what I realize, the more you go through, the more you can teach others. Some of us talk about what we heard. We teach what we heard. God wants some people to talk about what you know. <laughs> Being broken make you know some things. God, he talks to and he teaches broken people. When you know that you know that you know that you know. See, see this, this isn't for baby Christians. This, this isn't for surface Christians. This is for some folks who've been through hell and back. And now you know God has done some things. God has showed up right on time. You had to cry a lot of tears. But he's been faithful. God broke you down where all that you had was him. But in the midst of your darkness, in the midst of your desert, he showed up, he showed up, he manifest himself. He showed up and began to minister to you. Don't you know that God will minister to you like nobody else can minister to you. He said, I will come and manifest myself. I will give you times of refreshing so that when I get through with you, I don't have to change anything, but you'll stand up, lift up holy hands. I love you. I thank you. I worship you. You are holy. You are awesome. You're my foundation. You're my source. You're my everything. The love of God will come and love on you. And you will come filled with all the fullness. I know we can trust him. But can he trust us? We keep on wanting to give. But can you give? He will show up as real. According to our faith, our hope, and how we allow him to love us. He said, I got waves of love for you. He said, so why can't get around them? It's so high, you can't get over it. It's so low, you can't get under it. Matter of fact, there's levels. It's from one degree of glory, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 7, 18, to the next level of glory that when you think you came to the end of me I would hit you with more 
him. It's him. He'll make your circumstance without changing it. You're eating. <laughs> it's his presence. It's his presence. And to the degree you place your faith in him, your hope in him, and your love towards him is what he'll hit you back with. You sow those seeds and you will reap those seeds. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. In all things, in everything, is you. That's where he's trying to get us to. From one level of glory to the next level. You don't have to lose your mind. He got you. He got you. It's him. There's a prayer call. If you need to talk to somebody, they will call you back. 451-31. They say, Lord, come into my life. I need you. I believe you died for me and you rose for me. And you said, be my foundation. Be my source. Help me to experience you. Father, even now. Lord, we determine how much we see you experience you, hear from you, grow with you, walk with you. Lord, you said that you and the Father and the Holy Spirit, you have come to make your bow in us. And you said, since you're in us, you will manifest, you will show yourself to us, even with times refreshing. Lord, forgive us for looking everywhere else. Forgive us for leaning on everything else. It's you, Lord. It's you, Lord. So today, Lord, Draw us closer. Today, Lord, take us deeper. Today, Lord, let waves of your love flow out to us. Capture us. Capture our hearts. Capture our minds. Capture our spirit with your love. With your love, Lord Jesus. Even now, we are everything. Meet us where we are. 
take us where you want us to be in a love affair, in a relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving us so much. Father, take us by our hand and walk us every step of the way in the mighty name in the glorious name of Jesus we pray God bless you thank you for joining us see you next week with a new series hallelujah give God some praise in the house anybody in the house wait you want someone to pray with you another minister stand up James Z. These two will see you. See them at the church. They will pray with you. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to be part of a church home, see them. God bless you.